Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. In studio for the first time in a long time. We're here. Well, we, we had to work out a new contract. Yeah, we had to get a new contract. <laughs> Finally, uh, we got a. We have an intro. We are turning legit. The only problem is if we record on stereo, uh, for whatever reason, I can't edit them. So I can't go back and put the intro in for a stereo, which is okay. But just know that it's there. So whenever we're in person, you'll know it because you're going to hear the intro. We've got we've got money coming in now. Intro, yeah. sponsors, producers, and- sponsors. Jeez. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's get right to it. We are live. It is Black Friday. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, so I ate a lot of food. I drank a lot. I was extremely hungover yep. all of Thanksgiving because I drank a lot the night before. I barely drank on Thanksgiving. I did all my drinking the night before. Yeah, I drank way too much the night before. Yeah, I did I did too. We actually went to, uh, hopefully, eventually a sponsor. Hmm. Um... Solid Gold Lounge here in Brook Park, Ohio. Would love for them to be a proud sponsor of the show. Imagine recording live at Solid Gold. How that would fun be that amazing. would be! You said there was a live band there. There was. Huh? There was a band Wednesday night. Like a cover uh, band. Cover band. Or... But yeah, they were they were good. The older older lady was the lead singer, and she had some pipes. She did okay. What kind of uh, music were they playing? Everything. They were playing like classic rock, newer songs, a little bit of everything. Like she covered. She did the White Stripes. Yeah. She did. Uh, Journey. A little bit of everything. Honestly, a that's lot of a, Fleetwood that, Mac. That's like, a mixed bag. Right yeah, there. she was doing everything. They were good. They were fun. A little, little too loud for that tiny little building. Was it packed? It was, it was elbow to elbow. We, so we went to a bar in North Ridgeville, went to Lone Tree, and we didn't realize that there was, um, uh, I guess, nobody working there. So hmm. we showed up, and we're like, wow, it's really dead. This is great. Okay, no, the crowd's not here yet, right? So we sat in the, in the table in the corner. We ordered food. We had drinks. Everyone showed up. And then we find out they're closing at 8 o'clock. Oh, so we. What time did you get there? Uh, six forty-five. Okay, so you had just enough time. So to eat. we finished. We had I had enough time for two shots and three beers and some food, and then we're like, all right, so we're we're going somewhere else. We went to another. We went to a literal hole in the wall bar, um, right in the corner of nowhere and nowhere in right. Ridgeville, basically packed. And then they had like drink specials, like two dollar Bud Light drafts or whatever. So. Drink a lot of those. Made some very interesting bets that night, and now we're we were very hungover the next day. So, yeah, we were uh, we were at Solid Gold, a place we've been to, we frequented many a times, and we were drinking all night. I was drinking beers, then eventually I switched to vodka. Uh, we did some shots. Tara drank vodka, ginger ale, Tito's top shelf, of course, because that's how she is. She's got to be extra. Um, so she's drinking top shelf, and, and we're drinking all night. I mean, we were there for hours. Uh, we get the bill, and we're thinking. I'm expecting a hundred bucks at least. Easily, it was fifty five dollars. I love, I love uh, that place. Wow. Even Tara was like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "I thought it was and gonna you be way more." Shots too. Yeah, we had a couple shots. We did nice. uh, beers, vodka, everything. Fifty five dollars. Nice bill, right there. That was like it, it. That's the rare occasion where it's more expensive if I got drunk at home, because mm. I'd have to buy the same amount of beer, out you know the liquor. I yep. could just go to Solid Gold. It's cheaper. I miss that place. We have to make it. it a point to go out there sometime. You know where it is. You know where to find me. Right down the street. Literally. We walked, and then we got a ride home from Romer. <laughs> Friend of show, Dr. Dan. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get right into it. Sunday. Speaking of getting fucked up, uh, uh, crazy yeah. story here. I went downtown to tailgate for the game. Oh, yeah. I wanted to so pick your brain about weather, that was, Weather was fine, honestly. It didn't bother me. Um, 
So my wife is a hairstylist, one of her clients, small world, happens to be a girl that I knew from high school somewhat. Did you guys connect a lot? Well, no. So the funny thing is, is I did radio and television vocational at Normandy. Right. So I was there from junior and senior year, half the day, every day. She was at Normandy, not in that class though, just friends with a girl from my class. So I kind of knew her. Like we hung out a couple times, like, in, you know, at parties and shit. You were the weird tall guy that walked around. Yeah. I didn't know her. I couldn't remember her at all. It took me a while to remember who she was because my wife's like, yeah, this girl says she knows you. You guys went to school together. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. I have a horrible memory. So I'm like, I, I don't remember her. Um, but again, back to the small world thing, Tara does her hair and her husband's hair or soon to be husband. I don't know if they're married yet, whatever. And he's from Detroit. So he's a Lions fan. So he's like, hey, I know your husband's a big sports fan. You guys have to come tailgate with us. My whole family's coming in. We're going to the game. Tara's like, all right, we'll be there without asking me, of course. Just says we'll, well be there. That's so marriage. I, I show up. It's very awkward. It's a lot of like, hey, how are you? Like, you know, hope everything's good. I don't know anybody. This is really awkward. But Did you drink quickly to? Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I drank a lot really quick. <laughs> we passed around some apple pie moonshine. And then what really got me were the gummies came out. And like an idiot, I said, sure, let me shovel those down. I was going to say something when you texted me that day and said I got drunk and highs. And be like, you mixed? Yep. Well, so literally the second I walked up there, her, the, the girl, her name's Maria. She, her initial uh, greeting to me is literally, hey, how are you? Here's my weed pen or vape pen. I'm just like, okay. So I hit that just because <laughs> I was like, when in Rome, can't say no. So then I start drinking. And then again, the, the shots start flowing and everything. And then we're getting ready to leave. And her husband's like, hey, we're going into the game. Take one of these with you. Hands me a weed gummy. And I'm like, all right. So I just pop it in and eat it. And then we go to a bar with Con and Carissa, yeah, yeah. the in-laws. Uh, well, brother-in-law. I don't want to make it sound like it's the mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the mother-in-father-in-law. and father-in-law. So we're my brother and sister-in-law, we go to Ivy, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. We, on West 6th. I've been there before, yeah. Yeah, so we're there. We watch the first half of the game. And then Con's like, let's go to my house for the second half. At the bar, I keep drinking, of course. So then we get to his condo, and I'm not going to lie to you, I don't remember the second half of the game that much. I didn't hear from you the rest of the day. Yeah. No, I was okay, because what happened was I just sat there, and I even asked Tara. I'm like, did I fall asleep at any time on their couch or something? Because I don't remember being there. I remember I walked in. Carissa gave me a, a bush light. I sat on the couch. I drank it. I, I sat there and you know watched the TV. I remember talking to Khan a bunch, but I don't remember what I said. I don't know if I was slurring or even making any sense to him, but I was talking. And then we got home and everything. Well, and then the literally the fourth quarter hits, and I'm, I'm looking at it. I remember being a little coherent, and I'm like, I got to snap out of this. When the game ends, I need to be sure I'm sharp. So as soon as, as, soon as the game ended, Khan was like, all right, you guys ready to go? I'll take you to your car at the rapid station. I was like, oh, that's nice of you. So he drove us to the rapid station. I was fine. Got McDonald's. We yeah. came home. We watched TV. Like I was completely fine. So that like little but the second, second half of the game, second half slump, blur, done. I don't remember any of it. It's weird you say that because it's almost like you mimicked what the Browns did. Yeah, and from what I heard, didn't miss anything. I missed not a damn. I thing. missed the same thing that I saw in the first half. I watched Baker Mayfield uh, be air a little mail, air mail some balls. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little too proud for his own good. He refuses to admit that he's hurt and that he's hurting the team. And and a lot of this. There's, there's people on the radio, there are Baker defenders and Baker deniers, if you want to call it that. I look at it as people that are just factual about football and, and knowledgeable, and then you have people that are just fanboys. That's the only comparison I can think of, because you have a group that's saying, Baker's hurt, looks like shit, we barely beat the 0-10 Lions, Should Case Keenum should have played, right? Absolutely. Anybody with a brain would agree with that. Yeah. 
Then there are the Baker fanboys that go, he's so fucking tough. He's the toughest guy in I the world. I ride with six. I'm getting yeah, so fucking tired. I ride tired. with six. That's my quarterback. Um, it's he's, more like they ride six. I'm getting they tired. They would like to. I'm getting tired of hearing that. I agree with you. And the weird thing to me, though, is that you know they're saying that he's so tough and that other you know Browns fans need to learn to like and respect him and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he's so tough. Is it because he is a you know diehard tough player? Or because he wants a contract that he knows that the more he misses, the more he loses leverage. Because that's how I look at I'll it. I'll tell you a funny story. Another guy uh, who was really tough. and But he knew when he couldn't play, it, it hurt the team. So he would sit out a game. That guy's name was Brett Favre. Probably yeah. one of the toughest quarterbacks ever, right? Yeah. You'd agree, right? Tough oh, guy. And that was Country back boy. when you literally just got shot yeah. up that's with, when quarter, with pain meds. And that's when quarterbacks got their ass railed and they didn't get flags called on. When they had a candy dish of pain medication. At the, you just at you half pop time. it at halftime because you know you're hurt. and you. But when he was tremendously hurt and he it was making his performance lack, he would sit out a game. Yeah. And they had a backup that came in for him. you know. So he wasn't too proud to do it. I'm not quite sure what Baker's trying to prove and who right. he's trying to prove it to. Like, let me ask you here. Like, yeah. So ba- Case Keenum played against the Denver Broncos. Yeah. We Sa- won. Safe game. Very safe game. Safe game. Broncos over the Lions. Who is the tougher opponent? Absolutely the Broncos. Agreed. So why didn't the management no or idea. Stefanski? Like, I at this point, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated with Stefanski because it makes yeah. me wonder, why are you not saying, you know what? I'm the head coach. <laughs> You're an average at best quarterback. I'm making a decision for the team. We have Baltimore coming up in two weeks. If this yeah. is prior to the Detroit game, I'd rather you sit this game, get healthy, Correct. do what you have to. And then if you're good to go, we'll use you in Baltimore. And if you're not good to go, then we'll sit you again. And then we have a bye week. Yeah. You might end up getting basically a month off to get better right. for the home stretch of the season. It's almost like, does Baker have something on Stefanski? Like he has is uh, like a secret or whatever. And Stefanski doesn't want to give in and like actually coach him or I'm, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, he probably does i'm just saying it's no weird like i'm that i'm trying to think too because i'm in the same situation of, of trying to figure out what the what the situ- what the deal is with stefanski and why they won't just make because he's not he's not tied to baker no it's not his quarterback nope or barry's yeah so why doesn't barry call down and say hey we're gonna deactivate baker this week we're right. gonna have keenum and we're gonna have whoever our third string quarterback is uh, i forgot his name uh lutton jake lutton is I'm that it? something like sure. that don't remember uh, you can't tell me that a hurt baker is still better than a healthy Keenum. Especially against a winless, the worst team in football, Lions. You really, with Nick Chubb back, too, to boot. Right. That's the the biggest thing. With Case Keenum, when he played against Denver, we were without Chubb and Hunt. Right. Now we have Chubb and we didn't have Johnson We didn't have Landry, Landry either for Denver. Yeah, we didn't have Landry. No, he, was, he played that game. Did, no, I thought, he, I thought Odell was playing that game, and then... Landry they was, both were because Landry, okay. Landry, I think it was his first game back too because he had just come out of that knee injury. Because I remember I watched it here with with Greg, and when Landry got hurt, we thought, "Oh fuck, he's holding his knee. It's not good." But he came back out later in oh, the you're game, right. so he you played are, that you game. You're correct, yeah. So, yeah, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Why are they? Why do they keep playing him? I don't know. What What do they have to prove against the Lions? Wait, What's smarter two, for the team for the rest of the season? Right? Uh, he had at least one. He two, might. Have, yeah, he did have yeah. two. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Against the fucking Lions. Yep. And you can't blame anybody for bad routes. You can't blame anybody for drops. He overthrew everybody. They were horrible passes. Jarvis Landry was so far that's a touchdown. wide open. If he, if he, he hit him in stride, that, that's a touchdown. Running. And Instead, he, he airmails 10 it. yards over his oh head. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It's just to the point of why are they doing this? How is it helping the team? 
I, I don't get it. I, I can't make any sense of it. And, and and the entire week, you you see on Twitter, you see all, like you say, the fanboys. All they're saying is, hey, a, a W is a W. I don't, yeah, okay, cool. We won the fucking game. Yeah. But the and, bigger story here is, not, is, yeah, we won the game, but we have a quarterback. We, we should not have been, what, what was the score? 15 to? It was 13, uh, yeah, 15 to 10. 10? Yeah, maybe even less than that. Was it 13 to 10? I'm not, I don't know. Either way, we should yeah, not was, have... I was fucked up. It should not have been that close. <laughs> we should not have made it that... You know, Baker No, should, I agree. A healthy Baker would have gone out there and maybe done better, you know? But why are we doing this? You and, and, you know, again, not to play conspiracy theory or anything like that, but, but the only thing I can think of, truthfully, is Stefanski's letting Baker play as much as possible hanging himself basically exactly they, they, they gave him the rope they're letting him hang himself and then when they replace him in the offseason if they're gonna go well we just look at the season look at look at his 2020 second half and look at his 2021 year as a whole yeah he hasn't done anything great and that's the problem with browns fans and i tweeted this the other day because and, and i was sincere i know i talk a lot of shit to, to to baker honks because they're annoying as fuck baker honks that's i'll call them that because what they do is they act like they're better browns fans than you sure because they like baker Right. You should live and die with Baker, according to them. Live and die with Baker. Doesn't matter how good he is. Just he's your quarterback. Love him. That's it. That's literally what I've been told by people is as long as they're on the team, you love them. And I said, are you fucking, are you an idiot? There's no way you do that. There are so many pro athletes that have been on a Cleveland team that I love with my whole heart that I fucking hate. And you're allowed to do that as a fan because I want what's best for the team. And what's best for the team is a different quarterback, not Baker Mayfield. I think we can all agree to that at this point. Yes. It took some people a little longer to come around to it. And again, I wasn't doing it to just be like, oh, I know more about sports than people. I, it's not like that. I know there's people like Rizzo said all week. He's like, Baker haters are just dying to say, I told you so. It's not, I told you so. It's, we have the best roster I've ever seen in my lifetime as a Browns fan. And the weakest link is quarterback. Fix that so we can win a Super Bowl. If that makes me a bad fan because I want them to do whatever they can to win a Super Bowl, then by God, call me a bad fan. I'm okay with that. Here's, I'll live with it. Here's the funny thing is that this Sunday, um, we have the healthiest team on the field now. Minus the quarterback. Right. But I'm saying <laughs> it's the healthiest we've been since mm-hmm. week one. Because all we have technically out of this game is Schwartz. Yeah. That's it. Everyone else is playing. So yeah, Con- Conklin's back. Yeah, everyone's Hunt back. Hunt is back. Yep. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, again, this is going to just sound like me being a hater because I always find the the stats that fit my narrative, but it's just the truth. Doesn't everybody, though, just find the stats to fit you? The Ravens, for me, this game reminds me of the Tennessee game last year. We beat the Tennessee Titans. Baker had a career game, and everyone talked about how great it was because he did it against the playoff Titans and how great the Titans were. But if you looked at it, the Titans, when we played them, had the 31st-ranked passing defense. Right. Garbage. Sure. Uh, There's my patented burp. The Ravens, very, very good, by the way. Ironically enough, thirty-first ranked passing defense. They're one of the worst defensive oh, teams in football. There is no excuse that this Sunday we, we should, should not be able to pass the ball a lot and win this game. Yep. The only thing, and we'll get into the breakdown. Yeah, of the yeah game, we'll break this game. But down. the only thing that makes me nervous is the fact that our defense doesn't do this very well. And I'm I'm doing a, a left and right yes. motion. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they don't even do north and south well. They don't well, do east I mean, and west. They well do either. north and south better than they do left. If you and go right, right up so. the middle, we suck. I mean, you've seen it two weeks in a row. We can't yeah. stop the run. Right. So, yeah, we'll break that game down coming up, but just very questionable decisions by Stefanski. 
And I, I will say, not to let me free finish your thought, I will say that in, in the Cleveland media this week, and I say that because we always listen, we still listen to the same talk. Of time. course, yeah, I listen to everything. I have noticed a turn. I have noticed people starting to say what you said a while ago is, I care about the name on the front, not the name yep. on the back. That's how it should and be. And everyone's like, look, I don't care who plays quarterback, as long as whoever's in that position... Uh, gives us the best chance to win. I don't care who's the running back. As long as that person gives us the best chance to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just so happens that every other fucking position on our team, we have the best person in that position. Right. Because they're, pretty they're helping us win the team, win, so, win the game. So let me ask you this. You hate Ben Roethlisberger, I'm assuming. Oh, of course. As do I. Yes. Now, if he somehow was rejuvenated in the offseason and the Browns signed him and he took us to a Super Bowl, would you not have Ben Roethlisberger memorabilia in your house and be the biggest Ben Roethlisberger fan if he won you a Super Bowl? Wow, that's a really tough question. Is it? It's not for me. In a fucking heartbeat. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I would ever have a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. I just, I, I would love the man for what he did to the team. I oh, just, right. I, but I'm, I get what you're saying. If though. he won a Super Bowl, I, yeah. I would no longer if hate him. If he came like, to the Browns and yeah. he won the Super Bowl and he took a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl, yes, I'd be like, thank you. If you mixed up the DNA of uh, Osama bin Laden, Genghis Khan, and Adolf Hitler, and you turned him into a super quarterback and he won me a Super Bowl, I would love that man. <laughs> I would love his family tree. I would love everything about oh, him. Man. But that's the point, though. Like, you, whoever gives us the best chance to win, right. whether it's Hitler or Ben Roethlisberger. He came close to winning. So he, <laughs> he knows a thing or two. He's gotten there almost. Uh, I, I agree. I, but I and and I I think that's the issue. Is I we all love Baker as a person. Hell, I'm sitting in a basement surrounded by a lot of. Baker I have memorabilia. a giant, yeah, two hundred dollar value right. Baker Mayfield picture Absolutely. on my wall. I want him to be yes. our savior. We all more than get anything. behind the kid because he's great. He's he is our funny. quarterback. He's a, so I want him to yeah, be great. great. But when he's not, I, I'm allowed to call it out. Yes, and that's the issue. Is most people think that it's because we haven't had a quarterback in thirty some years that we get a kid who comes in here. And yes, I will admit that Baker has helped change the culture, has helped made us do and 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 perform and act, you know, and, and do well as a team. He's been part of that. He's not been the only part of that though. He's been the quarterback during a very massive change in front office and a lot of players being put around him and everything. So it's not just that Baker changes the culture; it's everyone had a part in it. Yeah, but he's the front. He's the face of it right now. Yep. So everyone's like, oh shit, if we get rid of him, we're never going to have another quarterback that comes in here. You know, I'm sorry. There's a lot of quarterbacks, and you and I talked about this off the air, that would probably love to come play for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. What I was going to say about my tweet, I'll read that really quick and then get into my little spiel I have for it. So a guy tweeted the other day, Baker Mayfield has played 56 career games. In those games, 29 and 27. In the 56 games prior to Baker Mayfield being in Cleveland, the Browns were 6 and 50. And then he put, just saying, so again, 29 and 27. You know who likes those numbers? Jeff Fisher. Because Jeff Fisher loved going 8-8 eight and eight before he got fired everywhere because that's all he could do is go about 500. 500 is not good enough. You know what else we didn't have during that time? The best offensive line in, in, in the exactly. NFL. Exactly. We didn't. I mean, we the, had Nick Chubb, but the, at the time, the best they weren't running using back him. Duo in the we had to get, we had to, uh, they had to get rid of uh, Carlos Hyde yes. because Hugh Jackson wouldn't play Nick Chubb. Right. But I mean, that didn't take too long, but... I agree. It was a little bit of everything. And in that span of being terrible, that was when Sashi Brown was here. That guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was horrible because a lot of people don't want to talk about how he drafted Jabril Peppers, how he drafted David Njoku in the first round, how all of his draft picks, except for Miles Garrett, for the I most like part. David Njoku, though. I mean, he's fine, but yeah. is he a first round pick? No, I mean, let's be honest. Not at all. Because he traded back into the first round to draft David right, Njoku. Right. We had three first round picks that year. 
one of which he's is third, probably he's third, gone. He's a third-round pick. The other guy is already in New York. He's gone. Horrible picks. He's just... Sashi Brown was a fucking... He traded up. He traded away for Corey... Er, he traded back to take Corey Coleman, for God's sake. And people he, act like it's only Baker. That's, he was an award winner. Exactly. He won the Brian Bolitnikoff uh, Wide Receiver Award in college. That's why we drafted him. But my response to that tweet was... I genuinely feel bad for Browns fans that think that are this emotionally damaged. Did you quote tweet it so you could? Yes. Okay, good. I said, I genuinely feel bad for Browns fans that are this emotionally damaged. They think the last 20 years are normal, so 500 is worth celebrating to them. Not being the worst team in football is enough. Why strive for more when you can settle for mediocre? Hashtag sad, as my boy Trump would put. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) And any response? Uh, no, I just did it to kind of, I didn't really want it. I didn't, I didn't really check. I don't think I had any, Yeah. but I just did it to be honest. Like but I, that I, is the, if you took a sample core size, the that's, loser mentality yeah, yeah. that I always talk about. Browns fans are so just beaten and broken because of the last 20 years. That's not normal. No. Teams are supposed to suck for maybe a year or two. Then you turn it around. Look at the Patriots. Patriots lose Tom Brady. They win a Super Bowl. Then they lose Tom Brady. They were bad for, they one were bad for one season. year. And now they're already moving up and possibly going to be the best team in the AFC when it's all said and done this year. Took them one year. The Colts. Colts had Peyton Manning, lost him, sucked for that year. Took uh, Andrew Luck, got really good again. And then Andrew Luck left. Then they get Phillip Rivers right back to the playoffs. Then they get Carson Wentz. They're looking like a playoff team again. You're not supposed to suck for this long. There are just bad franchises. Like the Jets are doing what the Browns did. You think the Jets... Are, are some crazy, stupid fan base because they've suffered? No, they understand you need a listening? really good yes, quarterback. They're a crazy, stupid. Fan well, they base. are to an extent, but they're they're <laughs> somewhat reasonable. But Browns fans just think that this is normal. And again, Baker Mayfield's almost 500, 29 and 27. Imagine bragging about that. That to me, that's crazy. Right. So that's just the loser mentality that Browns fans have. They think that just media, you win a couple games, great. You're the best player. You're the best quarterback we've ever had. We're, we're, we no longer suck. We're no longer a joke. That's fine for me. It's like people. For me, it's not. I think I think people look, assume just because we're Cleveland that nobody would want to come play for us. Yeah. And they don't look at what, uh, what they don't look at what players probably are looking at when it looks at a football team. Right. You know, we talked about again. I'm just going to reference. We'll talk again to it now. But we mentioned about Russell Wilson about how his biggest thing in Seattle is that he wants to play behind someone who protects him. Yep. He wants to have a go-to running back. Like he did with Marshawn Lynch. Yep. What does Cleveland have? Two of the best in both of those. Re- realistically, I'll, I'll be okay with saying this. Three. Dearness Johnson is a great oh, running back. He's I a know. really oh good God. running back. So we have, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not in the same neighborhood as Chubb and Hunt. But yeah, like you said, we have a dominant running game. The best offensive line that is now paid for for the next, for years to come. Yep. We're going to continue to be great. Right. Assume we should be. And... Wide receivers definitely need an upgrade. Yeah, you need, I agree you with need, that. You need a solid number one. We need probably a little bit of an upgrade at tight end. I don't think the current group that we have is cutting it. They're good, but we could definitely get better. Sure. But again, it goes back to the loser mentality of Browns fans saying, no one's going to want to come here. Why would Russell Wilson want to come here? Well, because we're going to pay him money just like he gets paid in Seattle. We can afford that. And we have what he wants in a Correct. football team. We have Miles Garrett on defense for Russell Wilson. We have... The great offensive line for Russell Wilson. Yep. And fans are like, why Why would he ever come here? Right. It's the loser mentality. Right. They're it's just the same, so beaten It's the same way battered. that I, I guarantee in the offseason we're, we're going to be in the talks 
for an Aaron Rodgers trade, possibly. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, as long as he's not locked up, that's a possibility, yeah. too. Russell Wilson. There's also other quarterbacks that are be coming up. I mean, honestly, I would I would take a fucking Derek Carr in Cleveland. In a heartbeat. Derek Carr is having a career year. Derek Carr would give us a chance to win games. And Derek Carr does exactly what you want as a team or for Kevin Stefanski's offense. He's accurate as shit. He's, he's one of, I think he's the only quarterback that, I forgot exactly what it was, that has like four 90% completion percentage games yeah. in a career. He's like the only guy that's ever done it in football history. He has four of them in his life. Right. That's absurd. He's exactly what we would want. With and I'm Stefanski. pretty sure his contract's coming up here soon, too, I believe. Yeah, they haven't renewed his, I don't think. I could be, yeah, mis- I don't think that so. Was one, that was one of the Gruden things, that yeah, they weren't they, renewing they his contract. He loved Nathan Peterman for some reason right. in Las Vegas, and so they weren't ready to commit Derek to Derek Carr. Derek Carr could be a possibility as well. Yeah. So what I'm saying, there's options there out there. There are so many options. And again, not trying to bash Baker fans. I'm not trying to do that. But there are a lot of quarterbacks much better than Baker Mayfield. And, and that's just being honest. So realistically, you probably have 10 good options that you could bring into Cleveland that may not be franchise superstar quarterbacks, but they're better than Baker Mayfield. And they could probably run this offense better. Exactly. That's that's all we need. We and need a quarterback that can run it a little bit better. Let's not think about, miss the fact that he hasn't been re-signed, and there's a reason for that. Right. There's, I mean, look, we we signed how many we we signed how many people in this offseason and during the season? Chubb, Teller, uh, Batonio got the huge contract. Yep. Miles Garrett's gotten an extension. Yep. Uh, Kareem Hunt got an extension. Yep. Um, There's someone else that we got one too. Uh, maybe not. No, I don't think so. But we haven't. We haven't. Denzel Ward's the next on the list. He hasn't gotten his yet. I don't think he gets one though. Uh, his is his is questionable. That one's gonna be. I mean, he's playing out of his fucking mind right now. I mean, Tony Grossi put it best, and I hate to I hate to quote Tony Grossi because I hate oh, him. Man. He's an idiot. But uh, he he did say something that I really agreed with, and he said, when Denzel Ward's healthy, he's one of the best cornerbacks in football. It's just he can't stay healthy. That's the problem. Right. But when he's out there and he's fully healthy, he's a guy you don't throw towards because he's gonna you know he does what he did against Detroit. Yeah. He makes some of the craziest pass breakups, craziest interceptions. Yeah. He's a stud. But you got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing, and I think that's why the Browns haven't signed him. And also, he wasn't a Browns this regime. Yep. He wasn't one of their guys. He was the fourth overall pick, but he wasn't drafted by Sasha right. or uh, Andrew Barry. So they're having a hard time saying, "Do I really want to commit?" to Exactly. You? It was John Dorsey who brought him in. He's going to demand. Oh, it's going to be huge. Paycheck. And that's the thing is, do you want to put that money on there when you already have Greg Newsom who's replacing him? Yeah, and Greg Newsom's a very fast and learner. You, and you can bring in a couple of young guys for cheap. That are going to replace Denzel Ward. You could, for what you would end up paying Denzel Ward, you could get two very good corners instead of paying one great corner. Right. And I think that's how they do it analytically. That's the value. Right. So they're not going to dump that kind of money into the cornerback I just, position. I just don't see him doing it with him. I, think, I don't either. I think he's done too. But I think so. that speaks volumes to where this regime is at. You have a great player, and they're going to be willing to let him go because it just doesn't fit what we're doing here. Right. Right. And unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at with Baker and. I started saying it last year, and you know, you and I debated it till we were blue in the face. Yep. But Baker Mayfield is not the answer, and if they resign him, I've said it before. I think it'll be the, one of the biggest regrets in, in team history. Well, I think that's if you why give they, him a huge contract, and that's I, why they won't do it. They're not going to. I think they're going to let him play his fifth year out next year, and then at the end of the season, if he has some, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl next year for us, mm-hmm. then they might sign him. Because Browns fans have to ask themselves: when you sign a quarterback to huge money. You're giving him thirty to forty million dollars, give or take. We'll easily. just say hypothetically. Yeah, easily. Even an average quarterback like Baker would get that kind of money. So at thirty to forty million dollars, you now have to get rid of probably two to three good players on your team because of their contracts. Is Baker Mayfield worth two to three good players on this roster? No. To me, no way. No. 
That's that's not addition by subtraction. That is a total loss for the team that hurts us, that handcuffs us to what we can do in the future. I'd rather go dump that money into a proven quarterback, and I'd be okay with that because that right. that, quarter, that, that proven quarter, quarterback is going to uh, elevate the players around him to help us win games. The, the biggest thing I can point at, I know they're not playing great right now, but they still have, what are they, 7-3 and three or something like that? Um, the Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff. Took him to a Super Bowl. He played fine. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Right. And they realized they fucked up, and they're never going to win a Super Bowl with that guy. So they got rid of him. They moved on. The same front office that drafted him, same coach. Well, to an extent. The coach was there for, it took him a couple years to be with Goff. But uh, McVay was like, hey, this guy's not it. We got to do something. And they did it. So yep. I get it. LA's a bigger market. But Matt Stafford was in Detroit, and Matt Stafford's a pretty damn good quarterback. So for all these fans that act like Cleveland's some fucking, you know, middle of nowhere place no one wants to be, we could get people here. I think it's very capable. It's very possible. So that's our takeaway from the Lions game. Uh, actually, let's get into the post game. What are your thoughts on Baker avoiding the media? His wife tweeting that the whole team should be tougher. It was an accident, though. Yeah, yeah. She didn't mean to. She doesn't read things she posts. She just shares things on social media without actually looking at them. Don't Even though all? she's a social media influencer who does it for a living. Right. Um, I, I, I'm going to say predictable is yeah. what it was. I. Oh, well, let's preface it. Baker got booed. Oh, absolutely. The fans booed, and I wish I was at that stadium. I want you guys all to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I want you all to know that. He Here, definitely, talk really quick. He, I'm going to get a beer. That's fine. He definitely uh, – give me one, too, if you don't mind. He definitely got booed. Um, I think that when he, he – got booed, like I think, late third quarter, early fourth quarter when he was just making those stupid-ass throws. But you could see as soon as they started booing, you could they, I think they zoomed in on his face, and you could tell it was affecting him. So I knew, and we all know how Baker is. This is a guy who shaved his face three times during a Denver game two years ago. Um, we knew that at the end of the game, either he's going to have one of those um, blow-up kind of media conferences, or he's going to ignore the entire media conference altogether. But, yeah, I think the one word I'm going to say is predictable. I think it was predictable, him walking off, not talking to anybody. And the funny thing is, is listening to the Cleveland media people, I think they all thought it was predictable, too. Um it's just I don't know I I I can't say I'm not surprised and the next day it comes out with some bullshit oh it's just the same fans who uh, who probably don't stay quiet during the uh, offensive plays or whatever it's like get the fuck out of here and then he said doesn't bother me or something like that yeah. or like doesn't matter yeah. or whatever um yeah that was the take your ball and go home they're he was booing throwing me. a temper tantrum and the funny thing is is this this goes back to all the Baker defenders that love his story that act like he is the underdog he overcomes all adversity. When he gets shit talked, he plays great the next game. He uh he he hid he hid from the media. Yeah, watch he him got come, booed. He'll come out and probably have a good game on 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 Sunday, but because of what we talked about, part of me thinks so. I want to think he can as a Browns fan, but it's, then the realistic time the lights are on. But the realistic part of me is thinking this guy couldn't throw the ball against Detroit. This defense, they're not good. It was raining, but they're fast. It was raining. It's snowing today. Who knows what the weather's <laughs> going to be like on Sunday? Um. But I just look at it as, like, I, I want him to have a good game, but I also think we're going to go run heavy. But can the run game keep up with the Ravens offense? Because I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if the defense is going to be able to stop him. We'll break that all down later. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just but like the, I said, one word, predictable. The pouting and then coming out afterwards and the media just said, like, hey, Baker, you know, you, you didn't come out yesterday. Well, I don't owe you guys anything. Like, he's starting to now fight with the media, be a little cocky. Not cocky, I'm sorry, sassy. 
He's starting to alienate himself from the fans and talk shit to the fans. Yep, and here we go. You guys all still on board with this guy who's average? Someone on, someone on Twitter the other day when he was doing that... F- well, you made the joke I saw about him doing the uh, turkey hand of the food pass out mm. or whatever. And it, but someone put a, a, a gif of Stone Cold when he Stone Cold stunned Santa Claus. And they're like, he needs to just, I think Baker needs to turn full heel right now and go Stone Cold to Santa Claus. Just so fucking just, flip the tray of turkeys com- over. Just commit to it. Just commit to the heel mode right now. I think it was Ken Carmen who mentioned something like, because yeah, he's a just, wrestling fan. He's a. Uh... Yeah, Baker just has really thin skin. I mean, to me, that's all it is. He's a guy yeah. that he always acts like, again, I mean, most quarterbacks are drama queens. We, sure. I mean, they're all they're all melodramatic. I mean, sure. Tom Brady gets emotional. Yeah, you, know, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Always gets, well, Aaron Rodgers does things to himself. And Aaron then Rodgers gets, shows you the entire fucking broken toe on a on media yeah, conference. Yeah, COVID, COVID toe. <laughs> yeah, COVID toe. But I mean, but Baker's a whole different level. I think you know he's like the kid in the in the playground and gets picked last and he throws a fit about it. You know. But the funny thing is that he still acts like that. But he was the number one overall pick. Absolutely. You were literally picked before anybody else in that draft, and you still act like nobody wanted you. You have all this 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 hill to climb, this hey, all this stuff to overcome, the adversity. Let's not lie. Baker's had a, in, a very um, impressive collegiate career. You know? Yeah, college, great. His walk-ons, how he did it, where he came from. He was from. one of the most accurate Absolutely. college quarterbacks. Pros? Not so much. No. He's still towards the bottom of the NFL yeah. in that department. And I'm getting tired of people... Someone today just like tweeted the uh, the gif of uh, the, before the Kansas game when he's in Oklahoma where they yeah, well, shunned him from shaking his yeah, hand. How and stupid! The, the guy's like, oh, I want to see an angry Baker on Sunday. Like, guys, that that for me, it's the NFL stands for not for long. Yeah, it's been four years now. Yeah, how are people still pretending Baker's just gonna wake up great tomorrow? When when where is this? What evidence do people have Emily, to still act Emily like he's is great? Doing Mr. Miyagi on him tonight. Apparently, she's just if she convinces the fans that all the other players in the team suck, that makes Baker look better. And maybe that was her do goal after he got the game shit on for Sunday. that in the fucking locker room. Oh like, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! Like beat with a soap and a sock we, type. Hate. I hope that he yelled at his wife and was like, "You got to stay the fuck off social media. Like you're not helping any of this." Yeah, you need I mean, yeah, go sit to in tweet the a post corner. that says, "You know, respect six because he's out there playing hurt. The rest of the team needs to get tough. They're all playing hurt. Every fucking guy out there is probably banged up." Miles just added ba- Baker Mayfield to his doom. He should be. I hope front. he sacked him in practice this week. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so we'll move on from that shit show against the Lions. Uh, just pathetic, yes. re- realistically. Around the NFL, we'll do a quick quick recap of the week that was. We had Thursday night football. Uh, the Patriots beat the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons, 25 to nothing. Uh, just embarrassing, r- really, for the Falcons. I mean, they were. Uh, it worked for me having New England's defense on fantasy because they had a couple interceptions, a pick six. That was nice. Um in a game we never, I didn't see coming. The Colts beat the hell out of the Bills. That was a very interesting game. To so for watch. me, I'm 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 debating. He Josh Allen had a shitty fucking sure, game. Sure, sure. But what I'm thinking though is, are the Bills that bad, or are the Colts just starting to figure some shit out? Because you know me, going into the season, I was a big Colts believer. I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. He's a guy that I'm pissed he went to the Colts. I wish the Browns would have got him in the offseason. A lot of fans sure. were yelling at me and telling me I'm an idiot for wanting Carson Wentz. He's slowly having a very, very good year, and they're winning games, and they're now just they're on the Browns' tail. We're we're tied, yeah. same record with them. So I'm so pissed the the Raiders won yesterday too. Yeah, that didn't help. No. Jonathan Taylor's looking like an MVP candidate playing out of his what fucking mind. A beast. 
Uh, but the Bills, I mean, that's scary. They're they're seven and four now because they won I think, yesterday. I think that was just a get you game. I, I, yeah, I think. But it, they had one two weeks ago against the Jags, so yeah, it's kind of like, true. what are the Bills? I just feel like the Bills play that game four times in a row. They lose yeah. one out of three. Well, yeah. what I heard today, and I didn't really think about it because I don't watch a lot of Bills games. I'll be the honest. Bills, the Bills who played last night are the Bills that we expect to show up every week. Yes and no. What I was told though, or not what I was told, I was listening to a show. I honestly don't remember who it was. Somebody said the Bills have no running game and if they have to go up against the Patriots which I think they do next week that they eventually they haven't played him yet this year they said Bill's gonna eat that alive he's gonna shut down their passing game because they don't have a run game and that's that's it for the Bills they're not a real contender oh boy then they lost their well, stud- if any coach can can scheme exactly. against something like that it's and dead. the funny thing is I think the Patriots have the same record as the Bills right now so that's for the division potentially yeah. and if he can figure out how to how to beat the Bills the Bills are fucked yeah. And then they lost Tredavious White yesterday, tore his ACL. Oh, He's out for the oh, year. Sure, sure. That's a huge loss for them on the defensive side. Uh, the Ravens were without Lamar Jackson, but didn't matter. They beat the lowly Bears, who were rumored that Matt Nagy is about to get canned, but they won yesterday. Spoiler alert. So the uh, Matt Nagy is safe for now. But uh, Ravens with a backup quarterback win. Funny how that works. You can put your backup quarterback in and win a game. It wasn't a pretty game, though. The Texans stunned the up-and-coming Titans, and it kind of put them back in, in their place, 22-13. to 13. To Rod Taylor. The Titans are another team that that are like the Bills of kind of look like the leader of the pack in the AFC, and well, you go out and lose to the this Texans. This entire NFL season has been so fucking unpredictable. Like, yeah. it's up and down and up and down. Teams that should I win mean, or lose and lose, it's, it's insane. I'll give the Titans credit not to make excuses for injuries, but the Titans are battling a lot. They had to put it, Julio Jones on the IR, obviously. They lost Derrick Henry for the season. A.J. Brown's been hurt. He's, again, ruled out. They just had to cut Adrian Peterson. Not that That's a huge loss, but that just shows you where they're at in terms of their running game. They were trying to rely on Adrian Peterson at 35 years old or whatever the fuck he is. He was drafted in the same class that Joe Thomas was drafted. Joe Thomas has been out of football for three years now yeah, or something like so. that, yeah. four. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson's still trying at a position where you normally don't play more Does than 10 years. Does he need years. the money, or is he just well, I think it's just football. the love of the game. Yeah. Stays in shape and says, fuck it. But he got cut, so it's over for him in Tennessee, but just shows you where the Tennessee Titans are at they're they're fucked with injuries and it's catching up to them uh, a little bit of a stunner the Vikings beat the Packers I know you you picked the Vikings I did you did I uh I went with the Packers I really just thought that we beat the Vikings how the fuck can the Packers lose to the Vikings which gives us hope which means now uh ergo Cleveland should beat the uh the Packers no Christmas. not at all oh, uh that's, this not one, that, that's not how that works no Damn to it. other fans it does that's how <laughs> it works but to us here I'm talking about balls negative <laughs> Uh, but a little bit of a stunner. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a huge game. Definitely helped for my fantasy team. I had him on one of mine, too. That's, that was huge. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Jets. We all saw that one coming. Um, funny thing for the Jets. We'll talk about it later. But Joe Flacco and Mike White, both on the COVID list. And Zach Wilson's back oh this boy. week. So Here's we'll see what happens. Chance. Here's his chance. Yeah, but I'll get into why I don't think that's going to really work out in a, in a little bit. Uh, Eagles beat the Saints. Uh, the, the Saints, I, I have hope for them because of their defense, but I've just kind of realized after watching a little bit of last night's game, their offense is putrid without a good quarterback, and they're going nowhere fast. So the Eagles with a big win. Don't look now, but the Eagles are slowly creeping back into the NFC I, East. I like the Eagles. They're creeping in. I like Their team's built to do something. Speaking of the NFC East, Washington beat the Panthers. We both got that one wrong. I did not yeah. see that coming. The Cam Newton return revenge game against Riverboat Ron did not go as Cam's planned. Cam's been playing pretty well, though, these last two played games. Played well, yeah, but they, I think Carolina's yeah. just a little banged up, and they they got some good news, though. I think J.C. Horn returned to practice for them, which is huge. Their Be- first-round pick. Yeah. yeah, great corner. Uh, Niners beat the shit out of the Jags. Again, funny that two, three weeks ago, give or take, 
Kyle and I were talking about how Kyle Shanahan could be on the hot seat, and he has quietly won three in a row, I think, and they're five and five on the road. Or five and five, they're four and one on the road. So at home, they suck ass. He listens to this show. So yeah, and he, he knew. He's like, he oh, understands. if they're talking about me getting canned, I got to turn this shit around. You're um, welcome, America. A split for myself and Kyle here. I had the Bengals. He had the Raiders. Bengals won handsomely over the Raiders. Cowboys and the Chiefs. I didn't think the Chiefs figured it out. I thought the Cowboys did have it figured out. Boy, were we, we mistaken. Yeah. Chiefs won 19-9. Not a very good game. Very ugly. But uh, Cowboys held to no touchdowns. Three field goals, that's it. Yeah, not, not very Shit good. game for the Cowboys. For a very high-powered offense. And then and I mean, a very good defense. Spoiler alert, the uh, Cowboys lost again yesterday to the Raiders. So Where are they not, going Not this good year? for them. That's yeah. what I said. The, the Eagles are slowly creeping up on them in the East. Yep. Cardinals, without Kyler Murray, with their backup quarterback. Who's that? Colt McCoy. Hey, we know that guy. The old gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. Colt. He, uh, he goes on the road to Seattle, beats the... The Seahawks are just lifeless at this point. They are done. I mean, I had a little hope with Russell Wilson being back. I gave him the benefit of the doubt against yeah. the, the Packers a couple of weeks ago because it was his first game back. They said he probably rushed back from injury a little too quickly. So I thought, okay, I'll let that one slide. They got shut out. Obviously, he just needed a week to recoup. And they got killed by the Colt McCoy Cardinals. So it's not looking good in Seattle. That's the other thing, too. Russell Wilson is going to want out. They have no draft capital. They're probably going to fire Pete Carroll here in the offseason. It's looking really good that he's going to want out. But he but he has a choice what teams he gets traded to, though. Sure. Right. And who do you think he would want to go to? I'm just saying. Look at the rosters. Look at the teams that are built. Look at the offensive coach he gets to work right. with here. Right. The Browns are a really, really appealing team. Uh, Sunday night football in a fucking really, what turned out to be a really good game. The uh, Chargers beat the Steelers. They hold them off, even though... The Steelers made it a fucking game there late. Funny, I, funny I almost question, turned it off. Funny question about this. Anytime I see an away team playing the Chargers at their home, why does the away team always have more fans there than the actual home team does? Oh, you, the Chargers, you, the LA has no fans. You notice that? Yeah, like, yeah, when the Browns played them, they had a shit yeah. ton of Browns fans there. The Pittsburgh, Chargers have no home field Pittsburgh advantage. Pittsburgh had a shit ton of Pittsburgh yeah. fans there. That's, That's why crazy. people were so pissed when they left San Diego, because they're like, you're going to go to LA and no one's going to give a fuck. Yeah. You're going to have this beautiful stadium. But no one there gives a fuck about football. Right. So, I mean, good for them for winning, but it definitely sucks that that's where Justin Herbert's going to be rotting for the next God, He's like the Mike Trout of football, essentially. Poor guy. But, I mean, they're winning, so more power to him. But, hey, the Steelers lost, so that's good. Exactly. Uh, Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay beat the shit out of the Giants. The Giants fired Jason Garrett after the game. And, and our old boy, <laughs> oh. Frederick Kitchens, is taking over. Play calling. Mr. Pittsburgh started himself. I'll give him credit, though. Freddie Kitchens is a good offensive-minded guy. Don't think he's head coach quality, but he's a good offensive mind. So, it's interesting to see. I'll be curious to see what he does with them. Um, going forward. going to let Daniel Jones just le- throw it out there. We'll Unleash see. the cannons. We shall see. So that was the week that was, and we'll get to more in a little bit. Really quick, we're going to talk a little hockey, which we don't do. This is a funny story that I really wanted to get to because I read it, and i never heard of any of these people before, but because of the story, I was really intrigued. So Dallas Stars head coach benches rookie, right before the home his homecoming game in front of friends and family. So long story short, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. That shows you how little I know about these people. Riley Tuft, Tufte, I don't even know how to say it, T-U-T-F-E, or I'm sorry, T-U-F-T-E, 23-year-old rookie, just gets called up to the Dallas Stars. He gets to be on their fourth line, which obviously one, two, three, four, you go in an order. So gets a little bit of playing time here and there. But he's from Minnesota. 
So this game is against the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. He is so fucking happy to be in his home state. He watched games there as a kid, had a lifelong dream of playing in the NHL to add a little salt to this wound. He had a, had an illness as a child. I'm not exactly sure what it was. I probably could find it if I looked it up, but I don't care, so I'm not gonna. But he was a sick kid. So he used to watch Minnesota Wild games as a child in the hospital, and his dream was to play there one day. Obviously, he wanted to be on the Wild, but, you know, you get drafted, who gives a shit? But he got to play there nonetheless. So he spent all of his call-up money and borrowed money from, te- uh, uh, not, not teammate, but opponent on the Minnesota Wild, a friend of his, they split their money to buy friends and family tickets to come to this game. And right before the game, the head coach, Rick Bonus, goes, yeah, we're going to scratch you today. He's like, I just don't think, I think this game's a little too big of an ask for you because you're in your hometown. So after he blew all of his money, borrowed money from a friend, had all of his friends and family there for his big homecoming game, the head coach fucking scratches him. And we 100% Just, think that he, he... He did it on, on purpose. purpose. yeah. Apparently, that's, that's like kind of a thing in hockey upon reading this. Other people are saying that, like, not in a good way. It's not like a, that's tradition or something like that. This is this is a guy who's about to get fired, Rick Bonus or Bonus, however you say his name. He's about to get fired, and he's just going out being a piece of shit, essentially, is all this was. So you don't leave on good terms. You really just go out with the house yeah, on fire. He, it's literally, he went like, it's ironic we're watching Seinfeld. He went out like George Costanza when he drove with the fucking World Series trophy behind his car That's and a talked good way shit. Because he said, "I want everyone in the office to go, man. Now that guy got canned, just like George <laughs> Costanza." So that's Rick Bonus or Bonus, however the fuck you say it. Um, I mean, that's just the shittiest thing I've ever heard. I was like, poor in guy. So now he's, he's not playing. He's poor again. Yep. I mean, I'm sure the money will will get better. I don't know how it works contractually yeah. with getting called up like how you how much your pay goes up like you get like a bonus every time you're called up or whatever the case may be so i'm sure he was he's okay now but god damn is that just a shitty thing to do for that head coach that's so fucking bad it goes to show why we don't watch much hockey because they're all assholes so it's correct um man could you imagine that was ah, so embarrassing yeah honestly that's just so fucking bad i mean I'm surprised and then the players the, haven't like revolted or like spoken up or something. The funny thing is, is afterwards they asked him about it and then he threw other coaches under the bus and he's like, Oh well, you know, it wasn't my call. We had some other guys, I found out they're healthy, they were able to play, so we just had to make a decision. Like he tried to uh, like downplay what a little bit. But he straight up was quoted as saying, We we thought this was a little bit too big of a game for you. It's a big ask. Yeah. So yeah. they did it on purpose. Uh, just what a shitty move. We don't talk hockey a lot on here, but I thought that was kind of funny and needed to be discussed. Sad. It's early in the season. We'll talk a little more hockey as the season goes on. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy that I that's caught my eye. Have you? I mean, have you seen the standings at all? I mean, how are how's our home team in Ohio doing? Couldn't tell you because my team is the LA Kings. So, and they're uh, how are they doing? They're actually not too bad. They're kind of in the middle of the pack in the West. They're a little bit better than I thought they'd be. They were on a pretty decent winning streak the last week. They that came to an end, but they were doing okay. They're right in the middle. I actually just looked up the standings. You know how much Honestly, I don't watch ago. hockey? I, I type in NHL, my phone autocorrected to NFL. Yeah, it's like, uh, what? <laughs> Did you not mean to put this in there? <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> Let's see here. Now I'm curious. Yeah, take a look. So, yeah, I just I while he looks that up, I just wanted to break that down. I wanted to go over that story. I thought it was kind of funny and fucked up at the same time. Blue Jackets are 11-6. and six. They are currently fifth in their division. The Metropolitan Division. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay. And the uh, Kings are eight and eight. Yeah, like I said, they're right in the middle. Yeah. Not not terrible. Um, 
All right, so we'll switch it up a little bit again here. We will get to let's talk a little college football playoffs. Oh, playoffs. Well, we got the game tomorrow first. The big game. Well, that's what I was talking about, like the current standings and stuff like that. So uh, obviously this week, the new playoff standings came out. Georgia won. Ohio State moves up to two after Oregon loses. Uh, Alabama three, Cincinnati made their way into four. Even Ohio though Ohio representing, even though you know the 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 committee, oh, it no, pained they're them. They're it pained them to put Cincinnati in there. There's no way Cincinnati's in that in that four spot when the season ends. I just don't see it happening. Because let's just, I mean, if you, this, I mean, Cincinnati won today. They beat who would they play like? I don't know, Eastern like, Michigan or something like that. Some, and they some junior they sh- high school. Team. They didn't struggle per se, but it wasn't exactly a blowout. I think it was like a thirty-one to ten game or whatever. I saw it was like thirty to thirteen, I think, or here's, something, maybe here's even the less. Twenty-eight, thirteen. So they're they're at four. Notre Dame's five, Michigan six, Oklahoma State seven, Ole Miss eight, and Baylor nine. So here's if let's worst case scenario. Let's say that Michigan beats Ohio State tomorrow. We know it's not going to happen. Michigan obviously jumps up, and Cincinnati will not be in whatever. Because um, even Ohio State losing to a number five team or number six team, they're still going to stay in the top four. They're not going to drop them out of the top four, I don't think. Wait, who is this? Oh, I'm saying if Ohio State loses tomorrow. Oh, they're done. I don't, I don't think so. I think not with with two losses, you're I out. I don't know. You have no chance. That's not true. I think they'd still put a two, especially if it's a close game, they put a two-loss Ohio State team at number four. It'd be, I'd be interested. Um, I've seen them do shitty, weird things like that. Well, it, it wouldn't for Alabama be, two years ago. The other thing, too, is ago. I'm not sure how it would work out. I don't follow it to that extent, but how would that work for the Big Ten championship? If Ohio State loses, are they out of the Big Ten championship game? They would be, but the Big Ten Championship has nothing to do with you being ranked in AP. Right, but it, it hurts if another team keeps winning. They're not going to, oh, they wouldn't be that. able to justify that, them yeah. being above it. But, I mean, so they, Michigan loses. Notre Dame could slide up to four. I just don't see, or Oklahoma State's right there, too. They could slide up as well. I don't see Cincinnati, never in history as a number, this, the, whatever their conference they're in. Um, been in a playoff game. If they stay undefeated, I think they have to be in at this point just yeah. because they already got to four. So what's, you, the, what's the score predict of a uh, Georgia versus Cincinnati game? Oh, oh a lot to a little. <laughs> I mean, Cincinnati would – honestly, I'd, I'd be shocked if Cincinnati and scored. The, and that's the thing I think that the college football, like, whatever, board and looks at. Not that, to, I, I forgot his name. He goes on the Rizzo show once a week. He's a big college football guy. Not to discredit your Notre Dame – uh, fighting Irish, I know you're a oh, fan. Yeah. But he came on, and this was a couple weeks ago. They asked him about Cincinnati, and they're like, how come Cincinnati's not getting any love? And he said, Cincinnati, he didn't play anybody. They're like, well, they beat Notre Dame. And he's like, Notre Dame also hasn't really played anybody. Yeah, not like, really. Notre Dame's an okay team, but they're not like a legit contender. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why Cincinnati is so downplayed, because they haven't played anybody that great. Their biggest win was, since, was Notre Dame, and even that's not that great yeah. of a win for them. So he's like, when you just look at comparisons of wins for teams... They may be undefeated, but it's against nobody. Yeah. It's kind of like the, uh, what was it, Central Florida years ago? They, they were undefeated. They, they, they gave themselves well, a championship, the championship banner. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but they played nobody, so that's why the, the committee was like, no, you're not I, getting in the think, fucking playoffs. But, but I think that the committee looks at that and says, I we don't want to put a Cincinnati team up against a Georgia. Yeah. Because that would not be worth watching. Yeah, they want they want a viewers they want money it's all about money no one's gonna tune into that game because it's but now they're kind of fucked because if cincinnati wins out how do you how do you take them out now you already put them at four if they keep winning unless they win by like a last second field goal against some shit team and that's you know a a terrible looking win but if they keep winning because you're not gonna move notre dame over them because they lost exactly so how do you justify notre dame being over jumping up 
Yeah, Michigan. I mean, let's, only thing I could see we'll, is we'll, we'll give our quick breakdown tomorrow. I could I pain could, yeah, for Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Everyone thought Michigan State was going to give them a run for their money last week, and look where that went. And Ohio State could have scored hundred if they really wanted to. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, only thing I could see is Oklahoma State, if they can continue winning, they could slide up there a little bit maybe. Sure. But I just – I don't know, man. I just don't see Cincinnati being in the playoffs. The other thing, too, that I think could happen and could be – it's it, it could happen. I don't know if it will. But the only thing that I think could help the ratings for the, the playoffs would be you got to flip Cincy and Alabama. If Cincy goes undefeated, I think they should jump Alabama – Put them at three. Oh, Ohio State so you have Alabama, Cincy. Georgia. You have Ohio State, Cincy. The Battle of Ohio. I think Ohio State wins by a hundred, but the Battle of Ohio could be a little more appealing than Georgia, Cincinnati, True. and then you have Alabama, Georgia, and then more well, than likely one of those two is going to have drop Georgia, anyways. Ohio State. Well, one of those two is going to change this week, anyways, because they're playing each other. Who is it? Alabama and Georgia play each other because they're in the uh, oh, do they play this S- week? SEC championship? I believe it's either this week or next week. Oh yeah, yeah, for the championship. Yeah. Let me just make sure I'm not seeing that incorrectly here. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. No, I so, just... no, Georgia, so Georgia plays that, but I'm saying right now Alabama's set to play Georgia in yeah, the, the SEC championship. Yeah, the correct? fourth. Yeah, so. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, so, so Alabama. That's, that's going to change no matter more what. More than likely Alabama's going to be out. So that's somebody is moving up. So it, it, it very well could be Ohio State, Cincinnati, because be if Georgia gets the boot, or I'm sorry, Alabama, Alabama gets, gets the boot, boot Cincinnati Cincy moves up. up. Yeah. Then I mean, does Notre Dame move up? It depends. It depends on how they play the last I think their last two games, I mean, they're pretty easy cupcake. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't prepare myself for this NCAA discussion as properly as I should. I kind of forgot about Alabama and, and Georgia playing. I immediately went into the playoffs. Yeah, Notre Dame um... So that fucks up my whole theory. I had a great theory going. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame <laughs> plays Stanford tomorrow. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a shellacking for Stanford, so they're gonna win that game. But and that's it. They're done. They're independent. They're not playing championship games right now. So then the week after that is where they get into the uh, the championship. But yeah, Alabama, Georgia, one of them's going to fall out. But also think about it too: is Oklahoma State's going to be in the Big Twelve championship too? So yeah. that's gonna that could possibly change as well. And that's where I think because Notre Dame won't have a championship game, that's what's going to hurt them. Another but another team's going to win. That's what helped them four or five years ago when right. they were in the national championship because they were idle for the week. The championship. But I think week. I think now the the voters are going to go. Yeah, we can't have that again. Oh, I get that. I understand. So I think that's where they. Jump I wholeheartedly it. don't believe that Notre Dame will make the playoffs. Yeah. And if I they mean, did, they, they're not going to win. Yeah, you never know. But but I I do believe I just in my heart do not think they put Cincinnati in top four. I just don't see it. If they win out, I don't know how they how they come out. I mean, like I said today, I think they I think the score was twenty eight to thirteen when I stopped watching it. Against, like I said, Eastern Michigan, yeah, whoever it was. Eastern Carolina. East Car- okay, that's it. So it was a shitty opponent, and they only won by, I mean, two scores is decent, but in college football, when you're in the top four and you're playing a shitty team. East Carolina, 35-13. Oh, they ended up scoring again. Okay. Yeah. It was 28-13 when I turned it off, so I guess that's not too bad. Right. But Alabama has a couple close wins against some de- like less than they stellar lost against opponents. against Arkansas, I believe. Yeah. Year, yeah. So that they haven't looked great either, but I think as long as they go undefeated, I mean, you really can't give Cincy the boot now. They're they're in too deep. I'm I'm curious to see what happens after next. Yeah, week. it's going to be interesting to say the least. But we'll have to get to the task at hand. I mean, yeah, Ohio State, Michigan, the big game. So what's the line tomorrow? The line tomorrow is seven. Interesting. Well, it's in Michigan, correct? Correct. Yeah, but still seven. Yeah, I, I mean. Here's here's what I see. Michigan so, has a very good team. They have a very good defensive line. On paper, because I saw a stat the other day. I don't have it in front of me, but it said something about the Michigan's defense is like ranked top ten. Oh yeah. 
But top five, I believe. The offenses they faced, none of them have been in like the top fifty of college right, football. Right. Whereas Ohio State's in the top ten. Well, you can't. The one two things you can't take away is that their two defensive ends on Michigan are oh, big boys, and they oh, are yeah. quick. They have and some. They, are fat. Yeah. they have some very high draft picks coming yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, they have very good talent on that team. The only problem is with college football, and I've tried to say this to a lot of people before because uh, when I discuss breaking down players and stuff like that, prospects coming into college, I explain to them that like there could be a really great player who is on a shitty team yeah. because you're surrounded by, you know, you have 11 people on defense. Maybe one guy's going pro, yeah. the other 10 are selling insurance. They're yeah. not going, you know, this is the end of their football career. So I've always said that. So that's the kind of thing with Michigan is like they have a lot of studs on the team. Yeah. But I don't think they have enough that's really going to matter right. against Ohio so State. My, what I was trying to say is that so CJ Stroud could make cakes last Saturday. He could sit back there, read a book, write a, 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 a book report about it, and then the time that he had to throw that ball. Yeah. That's why he only had like four incompletions last week. Yeah, it was. He looked like Mac He's Jones. He's not going to have that time this week, and I, I'm just what I'm saying. So if they get to him, it's going to throw him off the game a little bit. He'll. St- I think. I still think they win by three or four touchdowns. I, I think so too. But I mean, I'm just saying that it's going. To, I think the first quarter could be a little, could be a little tight. But I mean, honestly, as long as it, it, you just have to play mistake free football, that's going to be the biggest thing. Is the they they have like the biggest capacity stadium in college football, right? Stadium, yep. So they're gonna. It's gonna be they loud. Call it the big house. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be you know. It's going to be interesting for these young Ohio State players that have I never can't played there before. They play it at noon too. It's just like always a new. Like this it is does a, this suck is a game because you should flex to an eight p.m. Game. Tara's family has their Thanksgiving tomorrow, mm. and they were like, "Yeah, just come over anytime after one. It's Ugh. going to be an all day thing." And we were like, "Well, Four? that's not going to cut it." <laughs> well, no. What I said, they, they don't live too far, so I said we're going to leave here at halftime. So I assume it'll be by then kind of a blowout. Not a yeah. whole lot. I won't miss. Yeah. I'll be watching down here. As soon as halftime hits, we're out the door. Yeah. Her aunt and uncle live 10 minutes away. We'll be there before second yeah. half, and then we'll watch the rest of the game yeah, there. Yeah, it should be a but, blowout by that time. But because they said come after one, I'm like, well, the game starts at noon. I'm not getting to her aunt and uncle's at noon while they try to set up. That's yeah. rude. So I'm like, we're going at halftime. That's yeah. it. So, um, But yeah, I think I think seven The noon tradition, I think, is personally, I agree with you. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, make it a primetime game. Especially For the those, love of God, yeah, it's everyone. How knows many times it have they the been game. two top ten teams facing each other, and we it's a noon game? Yeah, like come on. Yeah, it's crazy. But to me, I didn't go to Ohio State. I don't care. The, the tradition means nothing to me. Make the game fucking prime time. You know you want your money. I don't understand but it. But everyone in college knows that that is the rivalry. And I look at it as last year with Michigan bitching out. Because let's be honest, they they were scared to play Ohio State, so they no, bitched out. Of course out. they were. So with them bitching out. That, that ruined it. That that killed the tradition. The game didn't happen last year when it should have, could have. Michigan didn't want it. Fuck it. Get rid of the noon thing. The tradition's dead in that aspect. Start a new tradition. Yeah. That's how I look I at agree. it. With Michigan bailing on it last year, that put that fork in it that you needed to then go, well, fuck it. You don't want to play it at all? We are playing at primetime next year. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think that seven-point spread's interesting, though. But, yeah, I think they win by three touchdowns tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think even the spread against Michigan State was only, like, 14. Like, it was relatively close. And then yeah. Ohio State, again, they could have won by 100 if they wanted to. I just love Ryan Day. Just fucking curb stomp. Just keep the I love pedal it. to the metal. Keep going. You know who didn't? Ur- uh, uh, Joe, Ma- uh, not Urban Meyer, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim Trestle. He always took his foot off. Trestle always let teams back in it. Yep. He didn't want to blow anybody out. Yep. He was such a nice guy, and I hated that. It's like, dude, you have this... Un- fucking unreal talented team try to score a thousand like, yeah, let's see yeah. what we can do i want to see this just keep going literally keep blow going. them out just more 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 and more so that'll be interesting the big game tomorrow so we're both picking ohio state 
Yeah, that's a safe pick right there, I think. Uh, NBA action. The Cavaliers are unfortunately on a little bit of a losing skid uh, since the last time we recorded. He was already hurt, Colin Sexton. They announced he is having season-ending meniscus surgery, and he's done for the year. That is a very interesting component because, for those of you that follow the Cavaliers like myself, he's due for a contract extension, and the Cavaliers were not willing to give him what he wanted in the offseason. They couldn't agree to terms. He was probably going to get a max contract, not a super max. Does and he re-sign with the Cavs now? I think now at this point, coming off this knee injury, the you Cavs have, have the balls in their court. Oh, the so other, th- the only an, thing it was though, an inside is, job. Then, well, no, the only thing though is that you can get. I'm not exactly sure how his contract ends if he becomes a restricted free agent, which means he can sign elsewhere. And the Cavs can match it. Yeah. So it's one of those things of is the team going to be willing to give this guy coming off major knee surgery, who has been a good scorer but hasn't been anything that stands out. He's the sixth man at best. Exactly. So our team's going to be willing to give him a shitload of money. And are the Cavs going to be willing to lose him? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that aspect. Evan I, Mobley, the rookie, is coming back tomorrow night. I'm so excited. They I've, said he is uh, way ahead of schedule recovery. I am so I, – I have so much – now that I can watch Cavs games, I love watching Garland play, man. Garland is – I can't put my finger on he's it. He's good. He's well, young. He's very young. He's developing still. But his potential – my big issue with the Cavaliers, and this isn't a knock on them, they're a good team. They've they've held their own with all these great opponents. I mean, they they took the Warriors to the end of the game. They actually had a lead on them for a while. I mean, they pissed it away at the end, but that's the same thing. And and they talked about they interviewed Kevin Love, and he said that he said we have to find a way to close these games. And in the huddle on Wednesday night against the Suns, JB Bickerstaff walked away. He let the team do it because the veterans came in and they said, hey. We got to fucking shut this game down. We got to stop losing leads, stop blowing games in the fourth quarter. Didn't work because we blew the lead and lost the game in the fourth quarter. But if the Cavs can figure out how to close a game, and I mean, I'm not knocking them because in the last week we've played the Brooklyn Nets twice. We've played the Celtics twice. We've played the Warriors. We've played the Phoenix Suns. All teams that are right now, the Warriors are the best team in the NBA. The Suns are the defending NFC, or uh, uh, not NFC, the defending Western Conference champions. (laughs) Uh, The Brooklyn Nets were one game away from being in the finals for the Eastern Conference. And they're the best team in the East right now. They're the best team in the East, and we we were tight with them for two games. And the Boston Celtics are, they started off shitty, but they're coming on their own. And we've so far split with them one and one. So the Cavs are are looking good. Getting Mobley back is going to be huge. Losing Sexton is obviously a huge blow. Um, But they're fun to watch. I think they still need that. Maybe it's Mobley because he was playing like the the veteran presence superstar they needed, and then he got hurt. So hopefully he comes back and he's one hundred percent himself. Love that, I love that Kevin Love is is showing up. A little he's bit. playing great. I mean, I don't want to brag too much because I'm a huge Kevin Love supporter and I've never doubted him. So I don't go on Twitter to be like, fucking look, look at this yeah. guy. But like against the Nets, he was hitting shots. He was blocking shots, getting huge rebounds, coming up with he's defensive putting stops. Effort into it, exactly. He's he's putting effort into it, and when he's healthy, he can do that. And he is that veteran that we need. He's playing great. Yeah. I'm so happy with Kevin Love this year. That's funny. The the haters for Kevin Love are awfully quiet this year. He's doing what we wished Baker would do. He's getting all this shit talk, and everyone wants to run him out of town. And then he came out, and he's playing great and shutting everybody yeah. up. Can Baker do that? I would love to see that, hopefully. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that but another time. Cavs are only one game out of eighth spot of the playoffs right now. And getting Mobley back, I think, is going to be huge. And getting into a stretch of playing some lesser opponents is going to be huge. Go back on a win streak. I mean, tomorrow, we, back. tomorrow yeah. we play the Magic. Realistically, the Cavaliers should win that game easily. Honestly, the Magic are one of the worst teams in the league. So that should hopefully be the Kickstarter they're looking for. 
and I, I hope I'm not jinx, jinxing them by saying that. Now but they should lose, win. Now they're going to lose by 20. So. More than likely. All right. So now we will get on to our week 12. Is it week 12 already? Holy shit. It, it is. is. This season's going by quick. So we'll get to our week 12 picks. Kyle and I did our picks in advance for Thursday. Uh, excuse me. I and I have them all documented. I, uh, it's a close season for us this year, I think. It is. I have the final tallies right now. If you give me one second. So I am 107 and 52 and one. Kyle is 105, 54 and one. So we are two games apart. Wow. And so far we have a couple of differences that could change some things here. So we'll get to those. Uh, Chicago and Detroit, we both had Chicago. So that's an even right there. Yep. We both had Dallas, who lost, so that's another wash. And we both had Buffalo, who won, okay. so that's a wash. So we come out of Turkey Day, still tight. Even. Yeah, dead even. Pretty simple picks, at least we the thought. One fucking week, I don't go with Vegas. Right. Damn it. Um, so let's get into it. We have... So I'll go in order of NFL.com, so it's going to be a little off on our pages, but sure. I'll, it'll work. So Buccaneers at Colts. The Colts are up and coming. The Bucks have been struggling. Who do you take here? I'm going Tampa Bay. I am too. Uh, I think that, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good game. I think I'm, I'm excited for this game. Um, but I, I just think Tampa Bay just finds a way to win. But yeah, I'm Tampa Bay. I did the same thing. I just kind of, until I see the Buccaneers legitimately collapse, they've lost a couple stinkers. But I don't know if the Colts can keep up with them because Jonathan Taylor is playing outside of his, out of his mind. Yeah. But can a run game keep up with Tom Brady in that passing offense? We're also getting into the final stretch of the season, and this is usually when a Tom Brady team... The second half of the year, Tom Brady tells his team, like, all right, time to get serious. Yep. But, again, I mean, the Colts are really... Str- they're, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Um, I would like to see a Colts win as a, as a Carson Wentz fan, but as a Browns fan, I want them to lose because they are on our tail for a wild card spot. Yep. So I need the Colts to lose as a Browns fan, and I, too, am going with Tampa Bay. Uh, next up, we have the Jets and Texans. Two and eight versus two and eight. This Zach a, Wilson this returns. <laughs> this is the prison inmate game of the week that even they don't want to watch. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Tarod Taylor-led Houston Texans on this game. I am too for two reasons. A, they're at home. Yep. And two, because Zach Wilson's back after being out for about a month now. And normally you would think, oh, well, they got their, their rookie quarterback back in the He's lineup. Light him up. But he stinks. And he also hasn't played football in a month. So that's my concern with that is after watching a guy like Russell Wilson take a month off and come back, even the greatest professionals, the greatest veterans, they struggle to get back up to game speed and to get caught up. And I think for a rookie, it's going to be nearly impossible, even against the lowly Texans, who are coming off a big win against the Titans last week. So uh, we're both on the same page there and taking Houston. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles against the lowly Giants, who are now run by Freddie Kitchens on offense. Don't think that makes a difference. I don't think the Giants have the – their defense is shit. Um, watching them against Tampa Bay, they're, they're trying this thing where they only send three. They have eight guys in coverage, and they thought, oh, this is how we get them. We don't, we don't need a lot of pressure. They, they gave Tom Brady all day to throw, and he put up 30 points, and he probably could have done more if he didn't throw a couple interceptions. So – I'm going to Philadelphia to continue their winning ways and to, to get right on the ass of the Dallas Cowboys for the East. Yeah, me too. I like Philly. I really like Philly's team. Jalen Hurts is coming to show the be the real deal, and I, I think it's going to be a easy win for them. Next up here, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. Don't look now. The Dolphins are on a little bit of a winning streak, and the Carolina Panthers are still struggling a little bit. Who do you like and why? Uh, give me the Cam Newton-led Carolina Panthers. Okay, so at home, 
I went with Miami. This is a really? split for us. Okay. I took the Dolphins because Dolphins are playing well. They're buying into Brian Flores' defense, and I just think that Carolina has a lot of flaws, and I think Cam Newton's not exactly up to speed with their offense with Matt Rule. So I'm going Miami. All right. This is where I get my comeback right now. Next up, Tennessee against the New England Patriots. This should be the game of the week. Honestly, this could be great. You got Vrabel going up against Bill. You have the best team in the AFC against a seven and four New England Patriots team. Yeah. Uh I, I hate I hate to do it, but I think the, the the Patriots are figuring out some shit, and Bill Belichick's oh. back to his winning ways. So I'm going New England. I thought you were going to switch there. No, yeah. no, no. I'm yeah, going New England. I'm going New England as well. I think I think New England's finding its stride, and um, with Julio yeah. Jones still being out, and then now they just ruled out AJ Brown. I think. Bill Belichick is going to have a field day. I think this defense is going to eat, and the Titans are going to be lucky to score anything. So New England. I'm going New England. Uh, Pittsburgh against the Bengals. It's a tough game here for Browns fans because you almost want to root for a tie again. Can we because drop a bomb in that stadium? Exactly. We have Pittsburgh, who we need to keep losing to keep them off our tail, and then we need the Bengals to lose to keep them out of our way. So it's kind of a double-edged sword here. I kind of look at it as, this is just my thought process on it, the Browns have six wins. The Bengals have six wins. The Browns have beat the Bengals, lost to the Steelers. At this point, because they have that tie, I, I want the Steelers to win. Yeah. Because that helps the Browns. Right. But because I have a brain and I've watched them all play a lot this year, I got to go with the Bengals. Yeah. My my heart would love, like you said, <clears throat> Pittsburgh to win. But yeah, I think Cincinnati takes this one. Next Especially up. being at home, yeah. Yeah, that's just how I look at it. I think the Bengals are the better team. Next up, we have the Falcons at the Jaguars. Two Dude. shit teams. Falcons have found... I mean, the Falcons looked like ass last week, and they looked like one of the worst teams in football, but they're 4-6. and six. They're yes. not that bad. I mean, they're not going anywhere, but they're not terrible. They also have good pieces, too, on that team. Sure. Just, I mean, Kyle Pitts is an up-and-coming guy. I mean, they're doing all this without Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Cordero Patterson is questionable. He is their heart and soul of the offense right now. So if he doesn't play, that's a huge loss. Luckily, it's against the Jags, though, so I think they have just enough firepower to win this game. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta here. Next up, the Chargers against the Broncos, the battle of the AFC West. The Broncos are holding in there at 5-5. Five and five. The Chargers are only 6-4. and four. Um, But I just think that the Chargers are kind of figuring some shit out. Their offense looked great on Sunday. They're relatively healthy. Give Eckler me the Chargers. He's, he's a great running back game. if he's healthy. Yeah, I take the Chargers here. Yeah, that, that's a good pick there for both of us. Here's a fun one. This could be the game of the week. I'm excited to watch this one. Rams and Packers. I'm very excited to watch this game. Oh, I thought you, you were going to go with Minnesota-San Francisco as the game of the week. Uh, not quite. Oh, okay. Sorry. You have the Rams coming off a of bye week. Odell Beckham's second game. I'm excited to see Brown, Browns fans just tweet because Odell Beckham lives rent-free in old white guy Browns fans' heads. They are obsessed and with him. young white guy. And mostly too. the older ones. It's the old heads that, that keep talking about him and are obsessed with him. So I'm excited to see people tweet about that. Um and they're going to really have a lot to say because I have the Packers winning here. So if that happens, they're going to say it's the Odell factor. They're 0-2 with him on the roster, even though he barely played 15 snaps the first game, and they still blamed him for the loss because that's what they do. So I picked this one, deleted it, picked it, deleted it, and picked it again. Um, I, I'm going Green Bay. But it was tough. It was a tough choice because I feel like this could be a game after a bye week that the Rams come out and just you know have it together. I mean, you, think, you, you would think that this is going to be Von Miller's first game there. Yep. Uh, or no, did he play no, that he Monday night game? Last, he, he did. Last okay, week, yeah. well, he didn't didn't show up. He looked well, like he physically was out there. He looked he like T.J. Watt against the Browns in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're coming off a bye. It should be a good game. The only thing though is the Packers don't really they don't often lose two in a row. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's at home. 
They had a stinker last week against the Vikings. They're at home. Toe or no toe, I think Aaron Rodgers gets I think he might be okay. So, yeah, I went with the Packers as well. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings, 5-5 five and five against the Niners, 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Give me Minnesota. I, I like Minnesota. I think they uh, – Justin Jefferson's one hell of a fucking receiver, man. Um, but I think they win this one. I think uh, San Francisco goes back under 500, and we're back having that conversation again. Kyle really likes rolling with Minnesota. I think that could be the folly of his ways because I am going San Francisco. Oh! I just think the Niners have figured some shit out on offense, and defensively, they're, they're all, they've always been very good on defense, and I just think offensively they really figured some stuff out. Yeah. So I'm going with the Niners. Uh, we'll save the Browns game for last, and that leaves us one last game, which I cannot wait to not watch at all. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks at Washington football team. Monday Night Football, who do you got? Yeah. This was tough. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I This is one where I kind of wanted to go back and forth. but I, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that Russell Wilson gets it together. And Seattle wins this game. That's where I'm at. I think this is Pete Carroll knows he's kind of coaching for his job. Yeah. So they're going to give it everything they have. So I'm with you. I went with Seattle. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that gets us to Sunday night football, the Browns' first real primetime game of the year. I don't count Thursday night football because every team gets one. This one's legit. Sunday night, the whole world will be watching. The Browns, as you said earlier in the game, or earlier in the show, you said the Browns have the healthiest roster they've had all season. Aside from Baker being injured, uh, uh, Anthony Schwartz is the only player ruled out for Sunday. We have a couple guys that are questionable, but I think most everybody's going to play unless there's some late additions that get hurt in warmups like we had with Donovan Peoples-Jones a couple weeks ago. He hurt his hamstring warming up and missed the game. So unless something like that happens, we're very healthy. The, The Ravens are coming off a win over the Bears without Lamar Jackson, who had an illness. He is full, good to go Sunday night. Uh... Should be a doozy. Honestly, I, I don't know what to expect. I'm expecting kind of... So, my my heart says, go Browns, obviously. Beat the fuck out of the Ravens. I want that. But my my intelligence says, Ravens are going to probably win this game pretty handedly. I don't think we're... The, the thing is, for me, is I don't need... I don't need validation for a loss of, of people picking why, what happened. Because what's going to happen is I could see us giving up a lot of points. It's going to be like the Patriots game. Baker played like ass against the Patriots, but the defense played like ass. So Browns fans just said, well, it was the, it was the defense's fault. And I kind of feel like this could be the same kind of thing. Our offense is going to suck because Baker's going to turn it over a couple times maybe. Um, our defense is not going to be able to stop them. They're going to score a shitload of points to then we can't run anymore because we're down by too much. We have to pass. And then Browns fans are going to go, oh, the defense sucked. If the defense stopped them a couple times, we would have won that game. Yeah, I. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree a little bit with you. I think the defense is going to show up on Sunday night. I don't think it'll be like the Patriots by any stretch. Because also, Mac Jones is a very, very accurate quarterback. Lamar Jackson's not. We've seen Lamar Jackson just play backyard football. I'm nervous because we don't defend mobile quarterbacks at all. They they get outside of us and we're fucked. Yep. But with that said, I do think the defense is going to make enough plays to make this a competitive game. Um, So I I don't think the defense is going to be all that horrible. I, I just I, I see I see Lamar fumbling at once. I see Lamar giving an interception up once or twice. I hope I, I do think the defense will be good enough for that, but I do think that he's also going to burn his pride for like eighty or ninety yards rushing too. Realistically, I, I want the Browns to win for sure. The only way they can win is they have to play a flawless game, like they did, similar to the Bengals game. Yeah, we need the defense to show up, like you said, create turnovers, <clears throat> shut them down, and offensively go through the running game. Right. You have Hunt back. You have Nick Chubb. Run the fucking... If Baker 
can go maybe one of two passing for the game. I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> I'd be very happy if if Chubb has 30 rushes and, and Kareem Hunt has 29 and Dearness Johnson has a couple even. Fuck it. Give it to Andy Janovich if he's back. Everyone gets the ball. Literally, I mean, put some running, put some wide receivers My, Miles in the backfield. Miles Garrett's coming in, taking Just some hand it off. I don't want Baker to throw the fucking ball. That's what I'm afraid of is Baker's going to try Give it to Jarvis. Let Jarvis so throw it. <laughs> because I think the Ravens know that Baker's hurt. They know he can't move. That's what they're going to do is they're going to blitz. They're going to attack. Even though we have a great offensive line, if you blitz, especially a guy like Baker, hate to say it, not to not to just keep bragging on him, he's small. He has trouble seeing over the line of scrimmage. He's yep. not very good from the pocket. If they blitz, can keep him in the pocket and make him beat them with his arm, that's where he yep. struggles. Yep. So if they, I'm guessing that's their game plan. I'm, you know, spoiler alert. Something tells me that's what's going to happen Is on Sunday. Campbell healthy? I think I yeah, really he's like very him. healthy. Unfortunately, oh, so expect a, a lot of batted balls from him. Um, Six foot nine. But it could get really ugly out there, and that's what I'm afraid of. Is they're going to do? They're going to outcoach us. I hate to say it, but it's not even that. It's just we're limited with what we can do. It's yeah. not even outcoaching. Stefanski knows what we need to do to win. It's just they, we're not going to be able to execute it properly. Right. So that's my fear. Um, unless they go out and play a flawless game like they did against the Bengals, I think it's going to be a really tough night for the Browns. And unfortunately, I have to go with Baltimore. Yeah, I uh, I have nothing that I can disagree with you on that. I, I hate to I, say it. I hate it. It pains me to say it, and I also think this is a huge turning point of the season because we are we're we're gasping for air right now yeah. as we're drowning. If we win this game, the narrative the rest of the season is interesting because then we go into a bye week. Sure, we also have tape just to watch over and over and over. And again. then you beat them on the played. road, so now you get them at home. Correct. That's the, so that's the biggest it, part. It changes a lot of stuff, but I I think it's going to be close. I just don't think we're gonna have enough to close it out. I, I think um, I think uh, Lamar goes and takes a giant shit in the third quarter again. Comes out and yeah, when he us. lightens that load, he comes out of yeah. new man. So, he plays but I, really I do well. think the Browns lose. I think the score. If I'm predicting, I think I'm gonna go 35-27, something like that. Uh, I just think our offense struggles a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 27 to. Mm, 27-17. 27-17. I think we lose by 10, lose okay. two scores. Just unfortunately, we don't have the firepower to keep up with them. I yeah. think unless Chubb can break some huge runs or hunt whoever. Uh, the other thing that's going to be huge, and this is just the stupidity of Browns fans. I hate to keep not bashing them, but I actually kind of enjoy it because I just... Hey, you're on a roll now. They so. don't understand football the way that they should, and that's what irritates me. Um, what I could see happening is it could be like the Steelers game. They're not going to ask a lot out of Baker. Screen plays. We're going to screen the fuck out of them. Little dumps to the running backs. Let Chubb and Hunt do their thing. But in the stat sheet, it's going to say, hey, Baker threw for 400 yards, but he only threw the ball 20 yards in the air. Everybody right, else just did right. the work. That That's what could win this game for us. We right. have to kill him with screen plays. Little dumps to the running back. Hand the ball off a ton. But I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't know. I'm not confident in this team after watching them. Yeah. After watching that game against the lowly Lions... Uh, how am I supposed to be confident against a team that's a legitimate contender for the division? And they're seven and three. I mean, the Ravens have looked bad, but they're seven and three. So, yeah, uh, I, I hate to I, do it. Got to go brown or got to go with the Ravens I here. Think we go six and six after this. So, unfortunately, oh, well, what can you do? All right. Well, that's it for me. Very good to have you back in here, Kyle. Absolutely. We have the new studio set up in the basement. We have an intro now. Things are getting legit. Wow, we're like on track now. And uh, hopefully I come ahead by four games next week because we had two differences. So we'll see what happens. Um, But that's it. I I got nothing else. You? Nope. That's it. Have a good night. All right, guys. See you. Go Ohio State. Go Browns.